beautiful angels, and welcome to another episode of The Anonymous Podcast. So today, I want to talk about boundaries, and specifically boundaries at work, um, which can be tricky. Uh, (laughs) It's hard as a young woman um, to sometimes tell their bosses who are likely older than them, possibly male, that like this is what my boundaries are. Um, mainly because we're we're so trained to not tell adults what we will and won't tolerate. I mean I I you know especially like in my childhood like and I was kind of a sassy child, let's be honest, <laughs> to the surprise of absolutely no one. Um, but, I, you know, you, you, it goes against what your parent don't talk back, right? Like, And that's sort of what we are trying to unlearn, one of the many things. So it's hard for young women. It's hard for women because I do think there is this sick double standard about um, like work life balance in terms of you know often it's like oh yeah he has like his own life and own priorities and he's such a strong man for putting up his boundaries um whereas the woman it's like oh well she must not be serious about this job and that's just a generalization as most things that I mention are but it's harder for women and additionally it's harder during this pandemic because it's like you know I'm just happy I have a job and like, you know, assuming you still have a job, you're trying to keep it. You're like going above and beyond likely because you're stressing that you're going to lose your job. So, you know, all of these are are adding in to what's already a tough situation. And on top of that, there's this horrible glorification. And I've talked about this before, this horrible glorification of overworking and burnout in our society. Um, I can only speak for America. I don't know what it's like in other countries, but in America, there's this horrible, horrible, like, just standard that you have to be overworked. And if you're not overworked, if you're not horribly busy and stressed out all the time, then you're lazy. There's something that you're not doing right, which is insane and horribly toxic and I hope that we've realized that during this pandemic. So what was something I want to bring about and this is going to be sort of a reoccurring theme is that things that aren't working for us it's our responsibility to change. So maybe it is in some deep psychological way working for you in terms of like giving you validation as a person or providing you with extra money, but you also have to factor in your mental health and how you're doing on a personal level, like your happiness. So it's if, if you're not happy with the situation, you, you have to change it. No one's going to do it for you, which, you know, I think about the definition of insanity all the time in terms of my own life. I'm like, okay, I'm being definition of insane which is I'm sure you've heard doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results so (laughs) something that I just think is really important to to remember is this sort of 
quantity versus quality thing. And your quality of work should always come before your quantity. And I, you, I don't think you can have both. You cannot have both. One suffers when the other rises. The more quantity of work you have, the quality is going to go down. It's this balance. The more quality work you're doing, the less you're going to be able to handle in quantity. So when you stretch yourself too thin, your work does suffer. Your life suffers. You're not getting enough sleep. Your relationships suffer. And I, do, I am in an industry like I'm in the film industry. I believe in putting in the work. I believe in the grind. I think that, you know, there's this need to prove yourself and make a name for yourself, put your, but you, you know, you have to put in the time and work. That's very much like I understand that theory. I think that, that that's very much how I live my life. But I can also immediately tell when I'm getting fatigued. Like when I'm, I've reached a point where it's a problem. And, you know, when you get, <laughs> I don't know if this happens to you, but you get an email and it's like, can you or will you? And you're just like, no, like you don't even read it. You're just like, nope, nope, cannot, you know. And then, you know, I was laughing the other day with my therapist because it's like, nope, 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 nope. Like as I'm like doing what they asked me to do. No, 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 no. But <laughs> as I continue to like do what they asked. But you know, it's this, it's this deep resentment that builds up, which I'll I'll get to in a minute some more. But but as I was saying, when when you're fatigued and burned out, every area of your life suffers. Like it's not just like including your work. It does the opposite of what you think it's going to do. As I mentioned, quantity and quality. Like if you are getting burned out by the quantity of work, then the quality is going to go down. There's no there's no way to run at 110%, 110% of the time. You just it's not possible. Especially because we already spend so much of our life at work or working. That's a huge chunk of our life. So I think it's very important, and it, it's a little trickier during the pandemic, but it's very important to have these two like separate spheres. Um, and I always think back to, I read a book on the 1950s. I can't remember what it was called, but um, it might have been like Homeward Bound or something. Anyways, it doesn't matter. So generally, the, the, the home sphere is the woman's job, and the work sphere is the man's job. Now, <laughs> that's an outdated concept, very outdated, but that is for a long time, like in the 50s, how the spheres were viewed. Two separate entities for two separate people. Obviously bullshit, don't get me started on that, but I do think that having these spheres separate is crucial almost as if you're two different people. And, you know, not in like this toxic, like I'm one person here and I'm one person there, but having, you know, when you're at work, you're at work. And when you're home, you're at home. And those two don't overlap. When you're off, you're off work. And being really like stern on that. Obviously, it's best to set 
boundaries like right off the bat but a lot of us are already working and have been working and that's just not a possibility so it's not impossible to go back it just is like perhaps a little more awkward and a little bit scarier I mean it is scary but it's a brief scare and then you're relieved and you're much happier and it's worth this like five minutes of stress so that being said how to set boundaries I I would not go into it being like, leave me alone on the weekends, right? Like, that's not it. The way to do it is a much more subtle sort of uh, diplomatic way to do it. You, when they bring up a new project, um, the end of the day, or, you know, texting, I get texts from my bosses on the reg, um, you know, if you get a text at 8 p.m., just making whether or not your boss expects you to work on it right then or um that weekend just just saying amazing noted can't wait to work on this i will get on that first thing monday morning or tomorrow morning letting them know like acknowledging like great and like you're excited about it like putting in that enthusiasm and then saying like i'll get on that tomorrow morning like so they know that you are expecting to do that you know not right now in your off time so and I, you know what I don't even think you should have to respond but it, you know obviously if you've set this precedent that they can text you anytime and you can work on anything whenever it's going to take a minute to uh, sort of wean off of that so obviously that's a scary concept and if your boss does react negatively to that, uh, as they might, people don't like being told no. <laughs> um, you know, let it sit for a minute. Try this out. If they are continuously jerks about it and um, are like, no, I need you to work on this right now. I need this by tomorrow morning. Um, then, you know, I think you should really like sit back and think about are you happy? Is this something you're happy about doing? Is this the lifestyle that you're okay with? You know, what is the goal here? So that's a, another conversation. But if they do not respect your boundaries, that's, you're going to have to go from there. I think most bosses are pretty like Especially if there's any kind of HR or anything, I think they definitely will respect like the boundaries. And that's part of it is they may not like being told no, but most people will respect you for saying no and having that boundary. Like if you, if somebody texts you and is like, you know, obviously pre or post pandemic, hey, let's go out to dinner and let's go to the bars tonight. We're going to go to the bars tonight. And you're like, oh, that sounds so fun. I'm actually trying to save money right now, though. So unfortunately, it's going to be a no. But I hope you have a great time. Right? Like they might be bummed, but they're going to respect that. Like, like, it's cool when somebody has a boundary and then actually follows through with it. That's badass. I absolutely respect that. I've had friends tell that to me before, where it's like, 
it's like, hey, like, do you want to go out to the bars tonight? You know, I mean, heaven for a couple of years ago. <laughs> um, and they're like, you know, I'm actually not drinking right now. And I'm like, wow, that's dope. Do you want to come over and watch a movie? And they're like, yes, I would love that. And that I have a lot of respect for those people, people that have a boundary and then follow through with it because no boundaries leads to resentment. And resentment is poison. It's poison to your relationships, to your career, to your whole life. It leads to nothing but blow-ups and breakdowns and possibly breakups. It does nothing good for you. And it's what happens when you don't have boundaries and you hold in stuff and you don't talk about it and don't make it clear. It's amazing how much better it feels to just have your boundaries known. It's amazing how much resentment just disappears. Resentment is poison and it's only poison to you. It's not poison to anybody else. No one else knows what's going on because you haven't vocalized it. One more type of work boundary I just want to discuss. So <laughs> I think it's I think it's worth mentioning while talking about work boundaries, that your professional self should be there at work. Don't show the side of you that you show to your friends. This is this is work. So don't drink, drink too much at work functions. Keep it professional with your work colleagues. You might be like friendly with them, but these are not your friends. This is a separate sphere. This is not your home friend sphere. Sphere. This is the work sphere. This is a a filtered professional version of you. Be smart, be strategic like I know you are, but I just wanted to put that out there. Just take this advice. I promise it will pay off. If you are this version of yourself, don't don't show all your cards. These are not like I said, these are not your friends. These are your coworkers. Don't lose sight of that. Don't let the lines blur. I have a couple stories that are crazy. So the first one is um, I was at a, a dinner and it was everybody from work and the guy across from me starts talking about like doing drugs, like hard drugs. And I'm like, wow we're with work people and given this was one of those where you know everybody has a little bit too much to drink and it's just a bad situation and you don't want to be that person you don't want to be the person that has too much to drink and starts talking about doing drugs with their work friends and I don't think any of y'all would do that but I just want to put this out there and also like how you respond when someone's talking to you at work about doing drugs like change the subject, move on, walk away. Like do not engage. This is not this is not the reputation you want to have at work. So, I know it's fun. I know, but just I'm just telling you guys, it's very important to keep your work self your work self. Um another story. Oh my god, this one was insane. I was sitting at my desk in my old job and this woman who was like a mother, like old enough to be my mother comes up to me and is like oh my god look at this funny video and it was like the most it was funny but it was the most inappropriate video ever 
And you just can't, like, you can't be, like, showing people that kind of stuff at work. That's insane. There's there's a boundary there. And it it's likely, I mean, listen, I want to do a video on sexual harassment. Um, but I don't feel like I want, I want to take time with that when I'm in and want to make sure that I have fully researched and am fully equipped to talk about it. Um, so I don't really want to get into that right now, but like, damn, like <laughs> obviously no like creepy intention there, but you just can't be doing that. You cannot be going up to your coworkers, showing them inappropriate videos. That ain't it, sis. Okay, so <laughs> that's all I wanted to talk about today. Thank you for listening. I hope that you get something out of this. I hope that you value your time and energy because like I've said, it's your most important non-renewable resource in this life. So do not put all of your time and energy into your job, especially if it's a job that you don't even like. I mean, if it's at least the career field that you want, if this is a step, I understand it more, but you gotta you gotta prioritize your mental health. Because like I said, quantity and quality. One suffers, always. And I guarantee you'd rather have quality than quantity. But obviously it's an ongoing balance. Okay, again, thank you for listening in. I love you guys. Until we talk next time, stay heavenly, my angels, and have a wonderful week.